0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Diabetes Pro Tip Series from the Box Podcast. These episodes have been remastered for better sound quality by Rob at Wrong Way Recording. When you need it done right, you choose Wrong Way, wrongwayrecording.com. Initially imagined by me as a 10-part series, the Diabetes Pro Tip Series has grown to 26 episodes. These episodes now exist in your audio player between episode 1000 and episode 1025. They are also available online at DiabetesProTip.com and JuiceBoxPodcast.com. This series features myself and Jennifer Smith. Jenny is a CDE and a Type 1 for over 35 years. This series was my attempt to bring together the management ideas found within the podcast in a way that that would make it digestible and revisitable. It has been so incredibly popular that these 26 episodes are responsible for well over a half of a million downloads within the Juicebox podcast. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Ascensia Diabetes, makers of the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter. And they have an amazing offer for you. Right now, at my link only, contournext.com forward slash juice box free meter, you can get an absolutely free Contour Next Gen starter kit. That's contournext.com forward slash juice box free meter. While supplies last, U.S. residents only. The Remastered Diabetes Pro Tip Series from the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. See all of the good work they're doing for people living with Type 1 diabetes at touchedbytype1.org and on their Instagram and Facebook pages. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, GVOKE Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Jenny, hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Scott? So good. Yay.
0: Short episode going over the idea of bumping and nudging blood sugars, which is something we talk about on the podcast all the time. I'm a huge believer um in the in the infuriating statement that you won't get high if you never get high. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's not as easy as it sounds, but that's how I think about it in my head, right? So yeah. I won't have to fight with a high blood sugar if I don't experience a high blood sugar. Of course, that's not always going to work. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that it's avoidable a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I think of it as bumping and nudging. Just bumping and nudging. It could be bumping and nudging. I love
1: that term. I love that. People
0: love it, right? Yeah. You you can do it with insulin. You can also do it with food. You can also do it with a deficit of insulin, which you can create with a temp basil. We're gonna talk about it all right now.
1: You can also do it with exercise.
0: Ooh. Do you know There's I just I just interviewed somebody who you won't hear for six months, but uh, a girl who has had type one diabetes since she was a little kid and she's like she was so compliant, like with whatever her mom asked. So she'd eat like celery all day if her blood sugar was high. But if she wanted <laughs> but if she wanted a cookie. She would go exercise and then come back and say to her mother, I just ran around the house this many times I went up and down the steps this many times. I would like my cookie now. And this, was, ba- this was back when um, she was doing, um, oh gosh, the words just slipped out of my head. Uh, what was the old timey insulin? Regular
1: insulin?
0: Regular and MPH. That's what she was An doing. NPH? And MPH? Mm-hmm. And so back then she would do a little exercise to get her cookie. But, I, you know, this, by the way, this girl's delightful. You have to find the episode with her.
1: My um my mom would do the same thing with me. We were at my grandparents' house usually in the summertime for a couple of weeks. Usually at that time of the year, it was rainy at least several days out of that time and I couldn't do anything outside. She would have me run around my grandmother's kitchen table and they had a pretty big dining room because it was a farmhouse. <laughs> and I would literally, my mom would be, you need to run around. You need to move. You need to move. And I was like, Okay, I mean, at that point, I was like, "Sure, I guess I'll move." You know, will there
0: be a snack after this? I guess it's all right. So, So, yeah, yes, okay. So, so basically, we'll start with this. If you have a glucose monitor, you you can't think about the alarms the way you're thinking about them right now. You you have to your low alarm. You should put wherever you think you need to know, like whatever gives you enough time to react. I don't care what that is. That's up to you completely. Ours is at seventy. Some people put theirs at sixty. Um, you know, 80, whatever. I don't care. It's the high alarm that I care about because you need to be able to react to a rising blood sugar quickly. You react to it quickly. You're able often to react to it with less insulin. 100%,
1: yes.
0: It takes less insulin to stop a 120 diagonal up than it does to stop a 150 or a 180 straight up or 200 two arrows up. You could have avoided the problem that you're having now 45 minutes ago if you knew it was coming right
1: right right
0: now people will say But scott I don't want this thing to alarm all the time And it's gonna bother me and my kids at school and I hear all your complaints put them away and here's why eventually If you listen to these podcasts long enough these concepts will lead to a world where you don't really ever leave your 120 blood sugar so you won't get a ton of alarms Um, And on the days when that happens, I don't know, mute your phone. But don't make a bad decision to avoid a problem that I think is avoidable. And so I know I've said this a billion times, but it belongs in this episode. And I know I talk about driving a lot. But when you're driving and you find yourself just kind of drifting off of the road, you don't turn the wheel 90 degrees to the left to avoid the curb. It's this almost imperceivable turn of the wheel. You're just nudging it back the tiniest bit. Yeah. That's how you avoid swerving into the oncoming traffic because you've only turned it a little bit. This is how you stay off the diabetes roller coaster. It is that simple, right? So you stop a rise before it can happen and you use such a small amount of insulin that the likelihood of being low after you've done that is mostly imperceivable.
1: Right. Right.
0: How much does that make sense, Jenny? Where should this be on the Mount Rushmore of diabetes thoughts?
1: I think it should be right there taught along with the early, the early information of insulin use. It really should be. It should be, it should be right there with when you're prescribed insulin. This is our it. our target for high blood sugar should really, in my professional opinion Mm -hmm. it should be ratcheted down we should not be being told that post-meal blood sugars of 200 or 220 for kids is appropriate only because it's safe
0: right and safe in as much as you're not going to have a seizure
1: correct because
0: of it correct
1: i mean am i saying that you're aiming for you know no rise at all no am i saying that you're aiming to to stay you know if you've been consistently rising to 250 and your alarm isn't set to 250 or 300 maybe you bring it down to 200 for mm-hmm. a little bit and then maybe you bring your high alarm down to 180 or you bring it down to 160 but as you do that like you said you're going to see it takes a lot less to address a rise than it does to correct a blood sugar that's already too high
0: right and in the beginning This will take more of your effort. But as time goes on, it takes nothing. It it really does. I know sometimes I'll explode um, uh, a bolus out on screen when I'm doing a a talk, right? And when you blow it up like that and show all the decisions that were made, you think, wow, this does look like a ton of effort. So I always have to start by telling people what you're viewing up here encompassed about Three seconds of my thought spread out over five minutes, right? Right. You'll spend more time in it initially than than you will one day, and so it's the same with this idea. I know it feels like if you set it at one twenty, it's always going to be beeping, but one day it won't be. And right. and and wouldn't you rather be bothered even on a on a bad day on a quote unquote bad day? Wouldn't you be bothered? Wouldn't you like to be bothered five times to bump a one twenty back down? That might take up. 20 minutes of your overall day than to be stuck in a 300 blood sugar and everything that comes with it all day long. Right? Right. Little bits of effort, little bits of insulin, way better, way, 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 way better to to avoid the highs because you can't get high. If you never get high, you can stop it from happening. Does it always work? It doesn't always work. But mainly I will say this Arden spikes about twice a day. And it's timing stuff where we don't have the Mm -hmm. ability to do what we're doing. But when I tell you Arden Spikes, I'm talking about 150, 170, you know, and we get it right back again. So imagine if you had two 180s or two 160s in a day and the rest was between 120 and 70. That's where you get an A1C. It's in the fives. Right. Right. Well, and
1: for clarification, too, even about Arden Spikes, it's not that you've waited until she's 170 to address it. You've gotten the alert, the rise is happening. You've addressed it. You've probably taken a correction at like 120 or 130 because you see the trend happening. She may still get to 150, 170 before that insulin starts to working, but the curve down is probably more like an up-down, almost like a roller coaster, right? But you're addressing it so that that ride down then is nice and smooth into the end versus... Staying way too high
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: crashing from bolus, 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 bolus. Oh, now I'm like 50.
0: And because I reacted sooner, I still am keeping mainly the balance of the insulin action carb impact. I'm still keeping them pretty well balanced. I obviously missed a little bit and the carbs got ahead. But I got back in the game soon enough that I'm not going to create a crazy low later. And then you come in for like a nice landing afterwards, which somebody just texted me the other day and says, can you please understand? Tell me what that means. And I always, like, I think, just put your hand up high and then dip it down and then bring it flat again. And, right. like, that's sort of like this. That's what you're trying to make happen, right? You're trying to come it's kind in. kind of the
1: end of a roller coaster is what I explain. It's yes, kind of yeah. where the, you're the rush of that ride down and then you, like, roll into the station. Yep,
0: that's it. Exactly,
1: Nice and flat and smooth.
0: Perfectly. Bring it in for a nice landing. Right. So, okay, So, so sure you can bump and nudge that way, right? But what if – I'm at the tail end, for example, of a meal bolus. And I'm noticing I'm 110, 100. I'm starting to drift down. But I'm so far past this bolus that I'm now in that space where people do the thing. They just go, oh, I hope this stops. Right, right. Oh. Like, wouldn't that be nice if this stopped? Um What I like in that situation is a temp basal decrease.
1: Decrease. Right? Take away
0: some of the basal rate. So now Jenny can see me, which is a little unfair, but I'm holding both of my hands together palm to palm and I'm pushing at them. Basal is so important to think about like this. On one side is the impact of your body and carbs and on the other side is the impact of the insulin. And when you push at the same rate, no side wins. Like I'm not going wildly one way or the other. Right. But all of a sudden, we get into a situation like I just described where, okay, the insulin's winning a little bit, right? The carbs that were there can't hold up the insulin that's left behind. So we start drifting towards a lower blood sugar. We'll just use your pump to tell it to use less insulin. Take away a little bit of the force that that insulin has. Now, maybe you'll catch it with a temp basil and maybe you won't. But in certain situations, it's the best way to start. You know, I I forever see people who are like, oh, I'm heartbroken. I had to give my kid juice overnight. And you look and you see this 90 blood sugar that was just drifting down. That later, by the way, turned into a 180 because they put all this juice in. So you could have in that situation, if you really felt like you needed the juice, bump with the juice. You don't have to drink the whole thing. Drink enough to bring it back in for a nice landing. Or if you're far enough ahead of insulin impact, Try dialing back your your basil and see if that right. doesn't catch it. And your natural body functions don't kind of Absolutely. pull you back up again.
1: And if you're in evaluation time period, as just a kind of an aside in the overnight, if you give that little nudge with juice, comes up a little bit and it drifts down, mm-hmm. and you give a nudge again and it comes up and it drifts back down, that's basil. You're in basil only. Unless you have a correction from earlier that brought you down so much that's still working – Basil only, that's a good, you've got too much basil. There's too much there. Up, down, up, down, up, down, and it never stays stable. You got too much.
0: The Remastered Diabetes Pro Tip Series is sponsored by Ascensia Diabetes, makers of the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. And they have a unique offer just for listeners of the Box podcast. If you're new to Contour, you can get a free Contour Next Gen Starter Kit by visiting this special link, contournext.com forward slash juice box free meter. When you use my link, you're going to get the same accurate meter that my daughter carries. Contournext.com forward slash juice box free meter. Head there right now and get yourself the starter kit. This free kit includes the contour next gen meter, 10 test strips, 10 lancets, a lancing device, control solution, and a carry case. But most importantly, it includes an incredibly accurate and easy-to-use blood glucose meter. This contour meter has a bright light for nighttime viewing, an easy-to-read screen. It fits well in your hand and features second-chance sampling, which can help you to avoid wasting strips. Every one of you has a blood glucose meter. You deserve an accurate one. Contournext.com forward slash juice box free meter to get your absolutely free contour next gen starter kit sent right to your door. When it's time to get more strips, you can use my link and save time and money buying your contour next products from the convenience of your home. It's completely possible that you will pay less out of pocket in cash for your contour strips than you're paying now through your insurance. Contournext.com forward slash juice box free meter. Go get yourself a free starter kit. While supplies last, U.S. residents only. Touched by Type 1 has the back of people living with Type 1 diabetes. Take, for instance, their D-Box program. Touched by Type 1 knows firsthand the intricacies of living with Type 1 diabetes, and so their team has created a D-Box, which is a starter kit that provides important resources and supportive materials to individuals with diabetes. They want you to thrive. The D-Box is completely free and available to newly diagnosed people. All you have to do is go to touchedbytype1.org, go to the Programs tab, and click on D-Box. While you're there, check out all the other resources and programs available at touchedbytype1.org. Speaking of support, touchedbytype1.org is available in English and Spanish. Don't forget to find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. You do not want to miss what TouchedbyType by Type 1 is doing. When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. GVOC Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvoglucagon.com forward slash juice box. GVOC shouldn't be used in patients with theochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvoglucagon.com slash risk. I say a lot that if you find yourself – when you find yourself bolusing too often, your basil's is probably too low. If you find yourself adding to a dress in that situation too often with food, your basil's is likely too high. Right. There. Right.
1: And you want to stop nudging as much as you can. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We all want to go to sleep and nobody wants to drink right. juice in the middle of the night. No. And we're trying – that's all the things we're trying to avoid right here. And I know a lot of it still sounds like, oh, yeah, buddy, that – That sounds nice, but how do I accomplish this? I think that by now you're getting towards the end of this series. I think Jenny and I have laid it out pretty well a couple of different ways here. So, um, And important to remember, because if you've ever spoken to me privately, if you listen long enough, I will beat into your head over and over again. It's about timing and amount. It's about timing and amount. Even with basil, even though you don't think of it the same way because basil doesn't all go in at the same time. If your basil rate is too high, you have too much insulin. And at the wrong time. Okay. So mm, mm. We've, I've simplified diabetes down to like a handful of ideas that are sometimes so distilled that even when I say them out loud, I go, does it just sound ridiculous to people when they hear it? But please trust me. At the end of this series, I'm going to go over all these ideas in simple sentences. It'll be a very short episode. You remember those sentences, apply what you've heard here. You're going to be on your way. I, I you know, I can't promise, but I swear I've seen it happen enough that I believe Make it. a
1: little uh, print off sheet, Scott.
0: Oh, I don't want to that, give it away. I want to have to come back and listen to the podcast. I know. There's just the
1: podcasts. I know. Well, the full, full ideas are really behind all of those little simple statements. So if yes. you had just a little simple statement, you're like, ah, I, I need to know what that means. And
0: those right reminders, right I actually, I use them too. Yeah. So I've had times where I'm like, what is happening? because it's life, right? Like stuff's going on. You don't know. I'm like, why am I bolusing all the time? And I actually stopped myself one time. And I, I remember standing in my kitchen thinking, what would I tell someone if they asked me this? <laughs> and oh. I know that's ridiculous, but I was like, oh my God, her basil needs to be increased. Yeah. Boom. And I, there I was. I was like, oh, that was, I should have listened to me. Like, like for days I was like, what's the problem here? So <laughs> you're going to, you'll get those like simple ideas broken down into sentences that you can kind of repeat and keep in your Mm -hmm. head, you know, that that'll should reignite the ideas that you heard in the podcast. Okay. So to go over this again, because it's in a different episode, you need to think about how food affects your blood sugar. Sure. You need to think about how insulin affects your blood sugar. Sure. But always to remember that you need to understand how the food affects the insulin. So you can reverse engineer ideas. You're so used to thinking, I have this high blood sugar and I'm trying to force it down with insulin. Well, what if you have a low blood sugar and you're trying to force it up with food? I don't want to use too much. That starts us off on that roller coaster, right? We forget to believe that what we know is going to happen is going to happen. We put in this food for a low blood sugar. We shoot up. Now our insulin's mistimed. We eventually put in enough insulin, it gets mistimed with the food, the food now digests through your system, all the insulin's left, you fly back down again, oh my God, what do I do? I throw in more food, then I wait and I get high, and, blah, 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 blah. and then <laughs> and then you start looking at the garage and thinking, I'm just gonna pull the door down, start the car, put on my favorite album, and go to sleep, right? But we don't need to do that. What yeah. we What we need to do is to bump and nudge with the food as well, mm-hmm. and so, This is crap. bumping
1: and nudging with the food might actually be a little different um, if you know and and pay attention to in those, let's say, the drops where you're going to nudge with some food. Why is it declining? Is it truly basal like we talked about overnight, Right. right? Where you may need a lot less nudge, little incremental nudge versus you've got three units of IOB and you're dropping. Yeah. And the drop is actually happening a lot more precipitously, right? Right, right? You're really like coming down. Well, that little nudge of three sips of juice, that's not the time to like nudge. Yes. You, you need a little bit more aggressive nudge than that.
0: Yeah. I tell people all the time, if you see a 65 and it's really stable and you want to try to shut your basil off for a half an hour to see if it comes back up, right on. But if it's a 65 and dropping like a stone, for for the love of God, drink a juice, eat a banana, shut your right. basil off. Like, like you know, right. like you've really messed up somewhere. So right.
1: But Something's the, just not quite right. Right.
0: But the opposite idea of that is, and I'm going to quote uh, a mom that I spoke to. She said, why did I always give the whole package of gummy bears? Why did right. I just automatically think because I opened the package, he had to eat all of the gummy bears? Why not two gummy why? bears or three? Because 15 carbs, 15 minutes.
1: 15 carbs, 15
0: minutes. Right, right. Right. Bad advice you got from a doctor one time.
1: <laughs> and it was, again, it comes to the safety yeah. Right. It comes to the safety piece of this is an easy ripoff, non in the moment. This is just please do this because it will at least alleviate the lull.
0: Right. You'll be safe. It's jamming on the brakes 100 yards before you have to stop because you can't be 100% certain you're going to be able right. to stop, but before you get the 100 right. yards away because right. the doctor's not with you, because they don't know the situation, because they don't want you calling them on the phone every five minutes going, Now, I bolus, because I'm going to tell you, when some people start explaining to me their boluses, I'm like, look, I'm good at this. But that is hard to get straight in your head when someone's, and and you know they're keeping something. They're forgetting something. And so you're like, I can't make sense of this. Like, show me a graph. Like, when did you eat? And sometimes they don't even know.
1: Right. I like, that's the reason I like little tiny like the the Jelly Belly jelly beans, they're a gram of carb a piece. Mm-hmm. Skittles are a gram of carb a piece. They're an easy way to nudge with food in a accounted way. Yeah. Rather than like sips of juice where you're like, I don't know, I might have had a bigger sip or a littler sip or I whatever. Right. My sip might be the whole container. I don't know.
0: But. I'm telling you, again, ninja-like uh, level of understanding. I can sometimes stick a straw in Arden's mouth from a juice box. As she's drinking it, I just go, and that's enough. <laughs> yeah. And that's just something that comes with time, right? Like you're not right. going to figure that on day one. But the idea – that it might not be all of it. And this, and I, I alluded to earlier, it's going to sound a little crass, but there are times when you just have to have the balls to wait. Like you can't just, you can't just over treat an 85. You, you know what I mean? Like I I've said it before, I've saw a woman online who told, who once said that, that it's a mom and I'm sure she was scared out of her mind. I don't mean to make light of her, but she's like, I saved my kid's life last night with a juice box A kid was like 110 diagonal down. I was like, wait a minute, you may very well have been on your way to the greatest night's sleep ever. You're never going to know. Right. And because this wasn't like what you were talking about, it wasn't like a big bolus that was gone wrong. This was just like a drifting blood sugar. And I was like, oh, you got to wait. Like, you know, you have to. And so let's talk about here, like, because we're trying to bump a nudge in, in and out of an area, what is that area? And so. I mean, I'm right, sure you have to
1: define your target. Yes.
0: What is it you're going for? Right. Like yeah. I don't need Arden's blood sugar to be 85 constantly. I don't feel that way, but I, and I don't like her blood sugar to be under 70, but I got to tell you that if she drifts under 70 for a couple of minutes, I'm not running around looking for the glucagon. You know what I mean? I'm like, let me see how I can just get this to kind of gradually come back up again. Same thing. If she gets the 140 and it sits there and I go, oh, I really missed this. But you know what? Now I'm only an hour and a half past this bolus. I really do have to wait a second to see what's going on here. Or I have to decide I'm not going to look at this 140 and I may need to readdress with food later, right?
1: Right. Right. So. Absolutely. And, you know, that also speaks then to the benefit of now we've got the CGM, right? Because mm-hmm. with a CGM, you can see more often what's happening. That 140 hour and a half after eating, it might be a stable 140. You don't know whether the next three blips are going to start a downtrend or they're going to start an uptrend or they're just going to kind of stay stable. Absolutely. So you have to really have ev- that same thing with your 70 before. If she's laying on the couch watching a TV program at 70, Okay. Yes. She's not out running a marathon. She's not going to go to the amusement park and walk around for four hours. She's sitting on the couch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and even by the okay. way, even when Arden is like incredibly active on a hot day playing softball, I still like a blood sugar right around ninety. And okay. so if I see ninety trying to get away from me, it's it could be just you know you have a Gatorade with you, take two splashes of Gatorade, then go back to the water, or okay. you know have half of this juice box, or. Are you hungry? You know, sometimes people are hungry. You don't think about it like that because you have diabetes. You always think about food as being this like surgical strike. But if you're playing, you know, a sport, maybe it would be nice to take a bite of a banana every time you sat on the bench or something like that, right?
1: Performance energy is different than blood sugar strategy energy for athletes.
0: There's about a thousand different ways to think about bumping and nudging your blood sugar around. So I want you to open your mind to it. Think differently. Try to really make sense of it. Jenny's got to go. She's got a life, okay? She's got <laughs> to work. And so I'm going to let her go and say thank you.
1: Absolutely. Always always nice.
0: Jenny, I'll talk to you soon. I want to thank Ascensia Diabetes for sponsoring the Remastered Diabetes Pro Tip Series. Don't forget, you can get a free Contour Next Gen Starter Kit at contournext.com forward slash juice free meter. While supplies last, U.S. residents only. If you're enjoying the remastered episodes of the Diabetes Pro Tip series from the Juicebox podcast, you have touched by type1 to thank. Touchedbytype1.org is a proud sponsor of the remastering of the Diabetes Pro Tip series. Learn more about them at touchedbytype1.org. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke HypoPen at gvokeglucagon.com/juicebox You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. Jenny Smith holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She is a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitoring systems. She's also had type 1 diabetes for over 35 years, and she works at IntegratedDiabetes.com. If you're interested in hiring Jenny, you can learn more about her at that link. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, listen, there's 26 episodes in this series. You might not know what each of them are. I'm going to tell you now. Episode 1000 is called Newly Diagnosed or Starting Over. Episode 1001, all about MDI. 1002, all about insulin. 1,003 is called Pre-Bolus. Episode 1,004, Temp Basal. 1,005, Insulin Pumping. 1,006, Mastering a CGM. 1,007, Bump and Nudge. 1,008, The Perfect Bolus. 1,009, Variables. 1,010, Setting Basal Insulin. 1,011, Exercise. 1,012, Fat and Protein. 1,013, Insulin Injury and Surgery 1014, Glucagon and Low BGs In episode 1015, Jenny and I talk about emergency room protocols In 1016, Long-Term Health 1017, Bump and Nudge Part 2 In episode 1018, Pregnancy 1019, Explaining Type 1 1020, Glycemic Index and Load 1021, Postpartum 1,022 Weight Loss, 1,023 Honeymoon, 1,024 Female Hormones, and in episode 1,025, we talk about transitioning from MDI to pumping. Before I go, I'd like to share two reviews with you of the Diabetes Pro Tip series, one from an adult and one from a caregiver. I learned so much from the Pro Tip series when our son was diagnosed last summer. It really helped get me through those first few very tough weeks. It wasn't just your explanations of how it all works, which were way better than anything our diabetes educator told us, but something about the way you and Jenny presented everything, even the scary stuff, that reassured me that we could figure out how to deal with this and to teach our son how to deal with it too. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. This podcast is a game changer. 25 years as a type 1 diabetic, and only now am I learning some of the basics. Scott brings useful information and presents it in digestible ways. Learning that pre-bolus doesn't just mean bolus before you eat, but means timing your insulin so that it is active as the carbs become active, took me already from a decent 6.5A1C down to a 5.6 in the past eight months. I've never met Scott, but after listening to hundreds of episodes and joining him in his Facebook group, I consider him a friend. Listening to this podcast and applying it has been the best thing I have done for my health since diagnosis. I genuinely hope that the Diabetes Pro tip series is valuable for you and your family. If it is, find me in the private Facebook group and say hello. If you're enjoying the Juicebox podcast, please share it with a friend, a neighbor, your physician, or someone else who you know that might also benefit from the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast. If you're living with diabetes or are the caregiver of someone who is, and you're looking for an online community of supportive people who understand, check out the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. There are over 41,000 active members, and we add 300 new members every week. There is a conversation happening right now that would interest you, inform you, or give you the opportunity to share something that you've learned. Juicebox Podcast. Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. And it's not just for type 1s. Any kind of diabetes, any way you're connected to it, you are invited to join this absolutely free and welcoming community.